In this edition of Locked On Capitals, Alex Ovechkin passes Gordie Howe and John Carlson is injured. Let's talk about that next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, over the weekend, Alex Ovechkin passes Gordie Howe to move into number two all-time goal scored. We'll talk about that and then what his players, his fellow teammates think of it. And then later in the show, we will talk about Gretzky versus, or excuse me, Alex Ovechkin versus Gretzky and Gordie Howe. How do they stack up? And then to close out the show, we will talk about the injury that John Carlson faced. But just to get it going here, Alex Ovechkin had a great night, suffices to say, as he tied and then surpassed Gordie Howe against the Winnipeg Jets. Just truly an amazing evening and uh, just a, a really great time to be a fan of the Capitals. It's a great time to be a fan of the NHL as well as you are witnessing history in real time. Gordie Howe hasn't played hockey since 1980 and Wayne Gretzky hasn't played hockey since 1999. So that's been some time and suffice to say, maybe some of the listeners or viewers of this probably weren't even alive in 1980 or 1999. So just understand the gravity of the situation, that this isn't something that happens all the time, just a really special moment. But it wasn't just a special moment for Alex Ovechkin. It was a special moment for his fellow teammates, and most notably, some of the players that were just acquired in the offseason, see Dylan Strom, see uh, Charlie Lindgren, to be kind of coming from a team like the Blackhawks from Dylan Strom that were kind of going nowhere, and then you take a look at Charlie Lindgren, who was this backup netminder in St. Louis and is, you know, pretty much an AHL goalie to come to the Capitals and to play on a, a pretty good team this year, I got to say, all things considered, and to play on a team with Alex Ovechkin, who will eventually be revered as the greatest goal scorer of all time. His projection to hit uh, well, Wayne Gretzky's record is in the 24-25 season if he continues on his current trajectory, but just, you know, a special moment for everyone on the Capitals, but most notably for his, his teammates as well. And um, like I say, talking about Charlie Lindgren and what it meant even for him, he says to come here and see that kind of guy he is. It's he's so easy to talk to. He's just a really happy go lucky guy. Everyone just loves him. Lindgren added, we were all waiting to see him get the record. And then for him to score with a minute left in that tribute on the jumbotron, it was just well done. I don't know how you can really write a better script than that. And just a really great moment. And for me, a really great moment that he was able to do it at home in front of Capitals fans. 
I know that he um, uh, got a bunch of goals in that game against the Blackhawks there, and that was a special moment. And the Blackhawks gave a tip of their hat to Alex Ovechkin. But for the Winnipeg Jets, after the game, to line up and shake Ovechkin's hand, kind of similar to what they do when they win a Stanley Cup, just a really special moment, a class act by the Winnipeg Jets. And, uh, you know, for them, even though it was a loss on their part to be associated with such a great moment in history, uh, just really special. And for Charlie Lindgren, again, an AHL goalie pretty much his entire career with brief stints in the NHL, for him to come to Washington and be a part of such an historic moment, just a really special moment for Charlie Lindgren and a lot of the Capitals and fans in general, the Capitals uh, fellow players, and especially the newer players that are coming here to see the puck going was just a relief, a relief, I'm sure, for everyone. He's got 93 more now to break the record. He's an unbelievable player, an unbelievable guy. I saw the puck go in, and it's a great feeling, Strom said, adding, it's history. Everyone in here talks about it. We understand the history of the game, and it's impressive. It's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's a dream come true, to be honest, and just to be part of that moment is just really special um, for, for the fellow uh, Capitals players out there um, because it's kind of a joint victory, if you will. You can tell, you know, your kids and your grandkids and everyone that you were a part of the Alex Ovechkin era when he passed and then surpassed Gordie Howe for second most all-time goals. Just a really special moment uh, for his teammates as well. You know, the, the sad thing about it, I guess, is that Nick Backstrom, who has assisted on the lion's share of Alex Ovechkin's goals, was not playing. As we know, he's still making his way back from that hip resurfacing procedure he had done in Belgium. But uh, he did uh, put a tribute video out over the weekend on his Twitter page, and he was able to shake uh, Alex Ovechkin's hand and give him a hug in the locker room after. So he was able to congratulate him. I guess, you know, the thing for me is I guess it's a bit unfortunate that he wasn't out on the ice in some capacity, uh, being that those two are such good friends for one. And the fact that Backstrom has assisted on more uh, Alex Ovechkin goals than anyone else. But uh, just a really great weekend against the Winnipeg Jets. We knew it was coming sooner or later. And a lot of people spoke of, wouldn't it be something if they did it against the Red Wings, Gordie Howe's former team? Or what if he did it against Toronto, against his former netminder, Ilya Samsonov? Wouldn't that be something? Um, well, that would have been something, but ultimately that's not what was in the cards as he scored it against the Winnipeg Jets, where there was no no real significance uh, with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I guess a couple of former Capitals players there, but uh, other than that, no significance other than the fact he was able to, to meet his goal and his uh, objective of passing Gordie Howe. He has a sense for the stage. Everyone knows it's coming, and everyone knows it's around us, Strom added. I feel like every goal is a breaking a new record. It's fun to be a part of. Usually the crowd is chanting, let's go Caps. Now they're chanting OVOV, well-deserved, and as they should. He's been doing it here for a long time, and he's been going and continuing and doing it for a long time. I'm happy to be a part of it. Like I said, a dream come true. Um, and, you know, that is a special moment for Capitals fans that have watched him play in Washington for so many years at Capital One Arena and Verizon Center before that. Um, just a real special thing uh, for the fans as well. And that's the big thing for me, too, is the fact that he was able to do it for one 
so he can kind of finally move on to other things. It's not the spotlight shining directly on him going, when do you think you're going to do it, Ovi? Um, Now he can move on and help the Capitals win hockey games, and he can have Wayne Gretzky on the horizon as a goal, you know, a couple years from now that he's not concentrating on that constantly because the, the press and the media are not going to be asking him now, when are you going to catch Gretzky? When are you going to catch Gretzky? It's going to be sometime. So I think in a lot of ways, it helps the situation for the Capitals. It helps it for Alex Ovechkin that now he can go about his business of helping the Capitals win hockey games. All right, so after the break here, we know how great Ovechkin is, but how does he stack up against Gretzky and how? We'll talk about that next. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college pro basketball and World Cup, we've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And guys, even if you're not into gambling, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more, bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app. YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about this historic time for Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals as he tied and then passed Gordie Howe to move into number two all-time goal scored What a great time to be a Capitals fan, but ultimately, how does he stack up? We know how great he is, Um, and how would Alex Ovechkin have done in the 80s and the 90s? That was more of a high-scoring period in hockey. Nowadays, it doesn't happen so freely. You know, you have players with nutritionists, and the goalie pads are bigger, and they're playing in a butterfly style. It's not quite an apples-for-apples comparison, suffices to say. But when you take a look at him and you see how well he's playing, human performance only gets better with time, right? Better training techniques, better nutrition, better equipment, better technology, better information, better everything. It all leads to better results, writes The Athletic, right? So that's what they're talking about here. You think that, you know, over time, people just get better and better, and they have, but there is more... It's not quite as easy to score goals as it once was. If you take a look back at it over time, and if you even take a look at goalies over the years, say you take a look at some of the goals that were scored by Gordie Howe on the netminders back then, or Wayne Gretzky, it was a different style of goaltending. Um, They had different size pads. There wasn't nearly the, uh, you didn't see as much butterfly style goalies back there. So it was more difficult. Goalies in general are bigger. If you watch the games, oftentimes they talk about the stats and how, uh, you know, how big the goalies are in some cases, well over six foot. So they take up a good chunk of the net. So there are a lot of things that aren't quite the same as they were um, years ago. 
Modern day goalies are borderline freaks of nature. They're six foot five, hyper athletic, as flexible as gymnasts, and get across the crease in a split second. They have video and science and the reverse VH and all sorts of practical theory behind their so called voodoo. When you look at someone like Andre Vasilevsky and compare him to goalies of yesteryear, it's a wonder every game doesn't end in a shootout with a score tied 0 0. And, uh, you know, I, oftentimes I'll bring this up to someone that watched hockey many years ago in the 70s and 80s when they played it. And the goalies, they just didn't have the same technique. It was kind of like they just kind of borderline hunched down and kind of kicked at it with their pads. Or, you know, it's just the technique that's involved in modern day goaltending is just so much different than it was years ago that it would have been interesting. I think, you know, everyone said, well, Ovechkin wouldn't have scored as many goals years ago. Are you crazy? He would have scored uh, scored a lot more considering that there was COVID shortened seasons and lockouts and all those things that Ovechkin has had to face during his career. The fact that he is where he's at at 37 years old is quite impressive to me. And uh, barring some major injury, I think that he is on pace uh, to pass some of the best out there. For Gordy's sake, those guys in the 1980s were skinny and tiny and playing that awkward, flailing stand-up style. And those guys in the 1950s and 1960s didn't even wear masks, case closed. And kind of what I was talking about here with the butterflies. Well, look at the butterfly, said Dennis Savard, who potted 473 goals from 1980 to 1997, the highest scoring era in NHL history. We didn't have that. For me, I'd come down the right side and I'd shoot it on the ice stick side and it worked. Today, forget about it. It's a routine save for them. You've got to be able to elevate the puck at a crazy speed. Obviously, Ovi can do that. And to their point, and I know I'll probably hear something from some old school hockey fans that I don't think Gretzky or Gordie Howe would have scored as many goals today as they did years ago. Now, my detractors would also say that modern day Hockey players also have advancements in their hockey sticks. Many years ago, they were wood sticks and some of the earliest phases phases of fiberglass sticks. And that is a legitimate point. There is quite a snap on an Ovechkin hockey stick when he makes a slap shot. There's a lot of flexibility that the old sticks didn't have, the wood ones, for example. So I can see both sides of the coin, but it's still my belief when I take everything together. When I take together the goalie style, when I take together what kind of goalie sticks, I still believe that Ovechkin is doing great things, even better, in my opinion, than Gretzky and how considering modern day goalies, you know, the science behind it, um, the analytics, the fact that they're huge, the butterfly style, the pads, you add all that up in the calculator and you look at it and you go, yep, Ovi is the better player. And I'm not saying that because I'm partial because he plays on this team. I think that is based In reality, if you go back to about 1979 through 1984, our lack of lateral mobility when I watch goalies of today is evident, said former Blackhawks goalie Darren Payne, who at 5'5 is 6 inches shorter than the shortest of the goalies of the 79 who played in the NHL this season. But the other part of it is the equipment evaluation. Our skate blades were lower and our pads went over the top of our goalie skates, so anytime you moved anyway... The inside of your pad got caught and you couldn't move as fast as these guys. Now their pads are higher on their skates. Their skate blades are higher and their pads are lighter. They're not as wide as ours. And our gloves were bigger than the gloves of today. But they're able to do much more. And part of that is because they're more powerful. So again, both sides of the coin. 
the um, technology, the kind of pads that they used in yesteryear weren't as great. So, so again, I'm constantly adding this up in my hockey calculator right here. So that is a legitimate point. You know, he talked about lack of mobility just based on their pads. I get that, but still factoring it in just the, the actual sheer uh, athleticism of modern day goalies. The fact that they're bigger net minders, you take a look at him. He was five foot five. He is quite a bit shorter um, and didn't take up it nearly as much of the nests uh, of the net back then. He said, when I came in and we had no masks said Eddie Johnson, a longtime Bruins goalie who gave up 27 goals to Howe in his career and who was the last goalie to play every minute of every game in a season back in 1963-64. We didn't have those shoulder pads and all that stuff either. We were black and blue from training camp on because we had those short pads made of cloth for for God's sakes. Plus, our pads weighed 20 or 30 pounds. Now you can pick them up with one finger. The protection is terrific now. God bless them. It's great. We didn't have anything. No masks. That's why we all wore number one, because that was our IQ. And uh, this is coming from a former netminder out there. And again, these are all legitimate points, but that's what I'm talking about. To wrap up this segment here, who would have been better if you take a look at Gretzky, Howe, or Ovechkin playing in modern times? Who would have done better? It's still my belief that Ovechkin would have done it. He is getting these goals on these top-of-the-line netminders, these netminders that are that much taller, that much bigger, that much more athletic with all the analytics behind them. Um, you know, and if you had Ovechkin back in the 70s and 80s uh, to these old goalies' points here, they their pads were not as great. They weren't as mobile. They were smaller men. So, of course, he would have scored mo- more goals. The question now, however is I'm not trying to diminish what kind of goal scores Gretzky and Howe were, but how many goals would they have scored in modern times based on the fact that they got all of their goals against that old-style goalie? So I think the answer for me is clear that Ovechkin would have scored the most goals. Now, it could be argued that maybe Gretzky or Gordie Howe would have modified their play to adapt to modern-day goalies. I guess we'll never really know. But for me, I still think that Ovechkin right now, even though he hasn't passed Wayne Gretzky, is the greatest goal scorer of all time. I know there's guys in the wings potentially someday. Connor McDavid is a really big name out there. Does he have enough runway in front of him to pass Alex Ovechkin? It's a debatable question out there. But in any event, for me as a Capitals fan, for me as an NHL fan, I do believe that Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time, and we will see that in years to come. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about an injury. Yes, another injury to the Washington Capitals as one of their top defensemen goes down. Who is that? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this final segment here, we are going to talk about the injury to John Carlson. Yes, one of the top blue line players on the Washington Capitals took a puck hard and had to leave and go to the hospital. It wasn't one of the things where he was evaluated in the in the back room, in the locker room. He had to go to a hospital. He got hurt that bad. So not ideal. As we know, this Capitals team has faced a myriad of injuries this season. So to add John Carlson to that list is less than ideal, suffices to say. 
Capitals defenseman John Carlson will be sidelined indefinitely after the veteran who was struck in the face by a slap shot in the third period of Friday's 4-1 victory over Winnipeg, the team announced. Carlson, who was bleeding profusely as he dropped to the ice, was discharged from the hospital Saturday and is now under the care of Caps medical personnel, writes the Athletic Soap. Again, not a really great situation as John Carlson is an elite blue liner, especially on the Capitals. He's a great defenseman. He's a great uh, two-way player as he can score goals as well. If Carlson, Washington's number one blue liner, misses a significant amount of time, it could potentially deal the Caps a big blow. They won only one of six games when he was sidelined earlier this season with a lower body injury. And, you know, I know what a lot of people are going to say. Well, they've got a plethora of options out there. They've got Alex Alexiev and they got Lucas Johansson down in, in Hershey. None of those guys are even close to what John Carlson brings. I know that they are the future of the Capitals. I get it. But to be missing John Carlson, who is the number one blue liner on the team, it's not exactly plug and play, if you will. So the Caps have some big decisions to make. Carlson leads Washington in ice time at 23-24 <clears throat> excuse me, per game, ranks second in shots on net with 101, is tied for third in goals with eight, and tied for fourth in points with 21. <clears throat> excuse me, during the team's current 9-1-0 stretch, the 32-year-old has seven assists and a plus-minus rating of minus 10, which is the second best on the team during that span. So it is a tough situation uh, for the Capitals to be in um, as they are missing yet another player. This is a team that has been ravaged by injury this entire season. So to add John Carlson to that list is not ideal. Again, like we talked about, he brings a lot to the table. He's not a stay-at-home defenseman. He is a guy that gets involved in the rush and can score goals. Um, the scary-looking incident occurred 53 seconds into the third period on a face-off in the Caps' end. The Jets won the draw, and defenseman Brendan Dillon, former Cap, uncorked a slap shot and caught John Carlson on the right side of his head and face. It was a bad moment. There's blood coming from his face. Just a really unfortunate uh, event there. The injury put a damper on the historic night at Capital One Arena where Ovechkin scored twice. And Ovechkin uh, mentioned it as much. He said, it sucks that Carly got hurt, Ovechkin said. The whole third period, the boys were thinking about him and how he's doing. I hope he's all right. All our minds right now are with him. Coach Peter Laviolette said, it's a tough. Carly wasn't out there, Laviolette said. He sits right next to Ovi and is such a loud vocal piece inside the locker room. So just... You know, a real, again, an unfortunate event. As we know, the Capitals are without Backstrom, Wilson, Malenstein, and fellow blue liner Martin Faravari. They are all, you know, working towards coming back. That is going to put more pressure on Dmitry Orloff, Jensen, Van Riemsdyk, uh, Gustafsson, and Irwin. Irwin, who has stepped up and played admirably this year, but that's really going to put a lot of pressure on him to step up and fill that role. We really are, are hoping that John Carlson can make a speedy recovery. As we've talked about in this episode, he plays an integral role on this team. So we are hoping for him to come back and make a speedy recovery to help this Caps team make a push for the playoffs. Yes, I think they've come out of the woods here and they're headed in the right direction. The arrow's pointing up, as they say. And I think, you know, with John Carlson on the team and with Backstrom and Wilson returning soon, I think this Capitals team is poised to do bigger and better things. 
Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. So, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.